Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldrich, and today we are in East Sacramento with Amir. Um, it's hard to explain exactly, but one of the thoroughfares that we go down every day on the way to my house is Amir's business, which is Zen Auto, uh, and lots of great cars are in and out all the time. He knows what he's doing, but what caught our eye this week um, is a vintage Chevrolet pickup truck. I'll leave it at that for now, but it's very distinctive, and I'm assuming it's one of a kind. So, Amir, welcome to our podcast. Thanks for being our guest. Why don't we start with the special truck you have in your parking Perfect. lot? Well, first and foremost, thank you for taking the time out and uh, coming to our little humble abode uh, or establishment. Um, the truck that we were talking about is a 1958 Chevy uh, Fleetside Apache. Yeah. Um, and um, how that truck came into our possession is uh, on consignment. Um, a little unique history behind it. The vehicle was owned... Um, for or built for a super fan for the San Francisco Giants, and yes. um, if uh, I, I would assume it's going to be on the internet, the pictures of it. But, yes. Um, some of the interesting things about the vehicle is that uh, the logos on this vehicle is age appropriate to the 1958 Giants uh, team logo. So this was all correctly, pretty much done for uh, a super fan for the Giants. It's a 350 GM crate motor in there. It has a 700R transmission, and it's a we call it a just a nice daily driver. It's a, somebody took the time out to uh, dedicate the the uh, basically the dedication to the team, and they put it into a vehicle, and it's just an expression of his uh, love for the team. And uh, with the visual, not not having a visual until we post the photos, but the colors are exact of the the Giants' colors. I don't know if there must be a specific tone or shade of the orange and the black, but it's. It catches your eye right away. It does. It's perfect. It's perfect. It, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess with any of these vehicles, you can you know pick pick it through a fine comb. But uh, for the most part, I think uh, I think anybody that would like to have a resemblance or a token of, uh, of of a sport team, I think this is a really nice example of it. Um, we're we're pleased and honored to have it, and it'll be up for sale on our website as well. And um, but I, I think it's a nice piece for somebody that's uh, that wants a nice truck and has a you know falling for the Giants. Sure. I think that orange and black. It, Think of about it, and it could be gross, but it's a nice-looking truck. It is yeah. mostly yeah. mostly orange. Is that, right. I'd call it international orange. I don't know. You know, when orange or when any bold colors for that, and when you especially go these cars, it could be a fine line. But I think you know. I mean, I've seen them with the teal. Or, you know, you see them with the you know ghost flames. I mean, some just it just worked perfectly, and some you just like, oh, it's a little too much. I think this one works perfectly. It's, it's clean. It's, it's clean. It's clean. Looking. It is. It is. It's a nice, nice deep uh, orange to it, um, and it's just as a. It's not overly done. I think it's just enough tastefully done where it will be like you know, a nice example for somebody. On Elvis Avenue here, we're steadily changing the, the look of Elvis. We have, uh, you know, some businesses that have been here a long time, but this car was owned, is owned, was owned, or is owned by the man who has the business across the street from yours, or, and he has a new business called Lefties, and it's right right across the street. Yes. I'm surprised you're not 100 pounds it's more than you well, I, right? I actually, well, actually gained 20 pounds, believe it or not. Uh, he actually, uh, the gentleman that owns it used to own Dad's Kitchen as yeah. well, so he's a uh, He's a, a good example of a staple here in Sacramento, but um, talking about businesses here in Sacramento, I think my father's business, which is Cartech Automotive, and then Napolito's, yes. probably the oldest businesses here in the East Sac yeah. on this on this strip, and then Cookies as well. But uh, Cookies, yeah, uh, which was in that movie uh, Lady Bird. I that's think right. That, yeah, oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, Cookies yeah. in there. And you say the COVID thing is is not hurting you? Yeah. So um, 
interesting enough, back in 2006 when I established Zen Auto, um, I mostly did an internet business. So I, I was kind of ahead of the game and I remember a good funny story. I had a, not gonna name the dealership, there was a really uh, big franchise dealership. The owner came by here one day and um, I had a Porsche GT3 RS. It was a rare car and uh, he came by and older gentleman and said, son, and I, and I think it was like what, 15 years ago, a little bit younger than I am now, and asked me, he said, hey son, uh, where'd you get this car from? I said, well, I found a collector and you know, he's like, and I had a GT3 RS at the time and I had an R8 as well and some cars you just didn't see in Sacramento. And he's like, well, where do you advertise these, sir? And I said, well, I advertise them on the internet. He's like, son, let me tell you something. I've been in this business for 50 years. Nobody buys on the internet. Nobody <laughs> buys. And I was just, you know, the rude awakening is like, well, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm going to be in for a surprise, but that's how it was. So uh, being that I started from the internet, meaning that we are all an online-based company, um, meaning that a lot of the transactions are all on the internet now. We, can, we take over 60 pictures of the vehicles. We familiarize ourselves with the vehicles. We do FaceTiming. We do videos. I mean, with YouTube, we were posting videos on YouTube of the video, undercarriage shots. Uh, a lot of vehicles, uh, if you go on our website, you'll see tires are off, brake pads. We'll take pictures of them. I mean, this is something we still practice from day when we started. So with COVID now being that most people can't go out and see cars and they're buying cars online, uh, pictures are, you know, they say more than words do. And Can we, we assume that it's www.zenauto.biz, B-I-Z. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank um, you. Yeah. And, do you uh, go through the cars like this truck? Did you go through it? Did you yeah. see if it's safe? Yeah, so we, yeah, so as a licensed dealer, regardless, you have to smog and okay. safety and we have to go through them and meet. Um, uh, as far as this truck goes in particular, uh, this is one of our very first examples of um, a older unit or vintage unit, as we want to say, or muscle car or muscle truck or whatnot. Uh, most of my stuff that we specialize are late model, newer stuff, unique stuff. Um, and the reason why I specialize with those stuff is because they're under warranty, they're lower miles. So let's say if something comes up during the time of purchase and you know a, a warranty item, the the place the gentleman buys it or woman buys it, they can take it to and get it serviced for warranty. So that's the stuff that I usually buy. I try to buy less headache cars, low mile cars. So sure. the chances of something going wrong is very minimal. Um, you just want to stand behind your product. Um, with these vehicles, obviously they're age units. Um, certain buyers buy these older vehicles and when they buy them I think they understand that these vehicles are not the creature comfort they were of today's cars you know they don't have the Bluetooth the, the rear view camera stuff like that so they understand they're mostly weekend cars so this one has air conditioning. It does have air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, it does have air conditioning. Power steering, disc brakes on it. Now it's been, it's been, it's been gone through. Uh, it, it, and it's funny because it has. I think you made a mention of the, the beefy tires. It has a Ko two or BF or is it a Ko two tires on it too. So it has kind of the mud terrain or all terrain yeah, tires on it which, on a two wheel drive. Yeah, it's 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 done nice. It's done nice. It well, looks oh, pretty oh, stock on the outside. Good. It looks it stock. Is, it is, and um, it, it's stock. It's not a it's not a drag strip car, but it still has a nice little rumble to it. Uh, no cam, just a nice exhaust, um, and it sounds good going down the street. It just, just it's got the baby moons that say Chevrolet. That's in there. it. Yeah, yeah, I can't go wrong with those. Yeah, yeah. that's it. and it's color matched to the car too with the orange, and then that's I think that's a nice touch to it. They just they, they did a nice job. Too. He didn't cut many yeah. corners. I mean, on this vehicle from inside to outside, he did a nice job. Do you think you'll get more vintage cars? You know, I I would try to. I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it. Um, it's just I have to go based on my level of expertise and my knowledge. Obviously, um, I I 
go based on this philosophy. I think you're a student the day you die. Uh, the day you think you're a teacher, you know, this thing, you know, it's like, so I'm still learning. Um, I, I, I think I know a little bit above of cars, but still learning on a daily basis. Uh, my vintage knowledge is not there yet. Um, so I'm trying an example with this vehicle. And, and I get, the good thing about this business is you get a lot of great people that call you. You get a lot of car guys that call you. A so. lot of prospective buyers will school you. And, and, that's, and that's a great thing. Yeah, you can, like, I can get away with, uh, you know, like, for example, we've sold probably over 100 Corvettes. And I had a customer call me a couple days ago on one and asked me if it was on a C5 Corvette, which is uh, a generation from 97 to 2004, was asking me if it's a 2LT, 3LT, or 1LT. And I respectfully said, I said, you know, they didn't really have those trim packages until the C6s. He's like, well, I beg to differ. So we both went online and searched, and I happened to be correct, you know, it was, but there's things that on these like Apaches, you know, what engine came in, what option came in that I didn't have, uh, don't have access and knowledge to, so I have to obviously re-educate myself to get there. Sure. If you research this car without the, the wonderful nature of its Giants Association, what, what have you found when you looked at the car? Are there a lot of these available? Uh, what kind of price ranges are we talking about? Yeah, so I, I think, uh, and that's a great question. Um, anytime you get into these types of vehicles, it's really what the person wants to pay for. And then you have to also go with inflation and what can you buy, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you could probably buy this truck for probably five grand, 10 grand, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think nowadays, what's 10 grand gonna buy you? Not much anymore. So. Mm -hmm. Any type, anytime you get a vehicle like this caliber, and and it's obviously a narrow audience because you have to be a, a Giants fan, can't be an A's fan or a Dodgers right, fan because right. you're not going to buy the this car, right? Fan, no, no way, right? No, so, right. So, that's, that's, that's gone. So, so right. So that's yeah. So so you have to, but needless to say that the sheer fact is, I think in anybody that sees this vehicle or you know understands rebuilding, I think it'll cost you a lot more to replicate this vehicle from the ground up than what you're going to buy these vehicles for. Um, I think a lot of people that do, for example, this vehicle was a passion, and that's where I came involved. It's, yeah. It wasn't for somebody to buy this car, flip it, and make money. It was it was, it was for a true passion. And he, right. to devote his time and the builder for this super fan, um, and to do that, I think that's admirable. So, Do you think that it, it, if the much as you know between yourself and, and the man across the street, was it in parades? Did they have it in the ballpark? Like so they did. Day? So they yeah, stuff, yeah. So they, yeah. So it was basically uh, it was, and then I'm still uh, and, I, and I and I apologize in advance because the vehicle is something new to us. We just got it in, and I'm just trying to get information sure as we enough. go by. Uh, but yeah, as far as that, um, uh, the, the information I have, it was basically built for a super fan for the San Francisco Giants, and it was a gift um, for him. So mm -hmm. from the builder. Um, then I guess apparently him and his wife uh, something happened with medical conditions like. A lot of this stuff happens, and he had to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. The gentleman across the street, he is the... I think he changed one more hands after that. So. I see. And he bought it because he's an avid Giants fan, and he's just has, you know, been a Giants fan from day one. So mm -hmm. when he saw it, it was, you know... He had to have, have it. it. But now he opened his new restaurant, and finances need to be put in the right places, so he has to get sure. rid of it. So kind of... So hopefully someone else can enjoy this uh, beautiful piece, and um, another Giants fan can, you know... So when when did you first start to put it out on on in, in your so, business here and have you had any people call or have you had other other than two podcasters right and right auto guys have you had people of interest come yeah, and so say, we've wow, had the car man. for about five days now we yeah. haven't put it on the web we haven't done anything and the yeah. reason why I haven't put it on the web yet I just before I put anything online I like to make sure I know the vehicle in and out so Fantastic. that's why I haven't put it online yet we've had but just the sheer fact of you guys coming in and then we had a couple other people stopping by uh, lefties when he opens up um, this 
before this COVID thing, now everybody has to uh, sit outside. But when it was actually full on open, people were walking by, and it was just, it's just a great eyepiece. I mean, sure. we're we're so close to San Francisco, we're so close to the Bay Area. There's so many, and we're such a sports town. Sacramento is. Uh, it's just not. I mean, people think we're just Kings only, but I mean, we have a lot of A's fans, a lot of Giants fans, a lot of just fans all around so this just attracted a lot of people and uh, I think it's a good piece to have and it's and good marketing it's you know it helps ourselves too. I wonder if the team itself would be interested so that's a great question so uh, the gentleman that owns the vehicle um, at the time he was trying to sell it before he brought it to me he actually was going to give it to the Giants um, kind of as a you know, promotional yeah. thing sure. uh, for them to raffle it off, mm -hmm. uh, sell tickets, and then give him what a an idea. Yeah. Right. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get anywhere with that. Um, and I don't know if it was a legality issue with them or whatnot, but he tried that avenue. He's like, you know what? I'll just raffle my tickets. You mm -hmm. know, they can raffle X amount of tickets. They'll give me a yes. portion of it to me, and then they can get it to another fan and along the stays. Sure. The um, I think just through the you know, channels, you just couldn't ever get anybody to accept that. And now with COVID, obviously, there's no <laughs> got their own problems. Yeah, they got their own problem, right? So, <laughs> right. Uh, so that's it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's meant to be. I'm glad I get a chance to, you know, swing at it and see what I can do. Hopefully I can knock a... Good like work, say, swing. Right? Swing and, and, and I'm going to say, home run. I'm going to knock a home run out of ballpark. So that's, right. so that's what I was going to try to do. Uh, but, you know, we'll just see what happens. If you get the exact right buyer who wants an old vintage truck and who loves the Giants, obviously... The paint job's an asset. In general, is that paint job, do you think, an asset or a hindrance? Ooh. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, with these older cars, uh, there's 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 different gauges and levels of uh, paint and, you know, themes and quality. I mean, I've seen enough, like, you go to, um, where is it, Monterey, the concourse, right? You see sure. cars that are just just prep so right I mean that's usually how it is but mm -hmm. most of these cars like you'll see that are done I mean it's all done from preparation from the paint booth to sanding it down to letting it cure to painting again I I think this vehicle in particular I think it's a driver I think it, whoever had it uses a driver um, I think for we call it 10 footer I think it looks good from 10 feet away when you come up to it you'll find you know imperfections in it but the price also reflects that as well um, we haven't put a set price on it yet, but we're thinking probably around 21, 22 grand and let the offers come in. We also want to make sure it's attainable for somebody. So let's say if somebody is a Giants fan and you know they don't have to spend 60, 70 grand or 80 grand for this piece. They can, you know, somebody can come in and hopefully a father and son or you know father and daughter or you know whichever you want to put it um, will like memories, you know, say hey, the father was a huge Giants fan and then kind of pass on tradition. That's what I would love to see it go to. And based on that, um, you know, that's where the whole thing is. That, about. that thing should head up the uh, Little League Parade. Right? Yeah, yeah right. I, I think so. Down. Right? Yeah, yeah I, I People think so. People can touch it, yeah. hang on it, and that's jump exactly, in the back. Yeah. It, yeah it's that, and that's why the driver. That's why, I mean, you can see, I mean, even though it has the wood laminates in the back, of, and then it has a little bit of sun damage from the laminate going, that's that's what makes it, it has the character, you know, it has a little sure wounds, um, and which makes it makes it nice. So. Pre-wounded. Pre-wounded, right? right? So you don't have to worry about it. Even if not the Little League, which is perfect, then I could also see it. We didn't have it this year because, once again, because of the COVID, but the ESAC parade that yeah. goes through the yeah. Fab 40s. I mean, that would River be the, Cats. That would, River River Cats. So he was, Cats it, it, he was also trying to uh, raffle to River Cats, and they, he just, just kind of got knocked out. You know, he was trying to, he was, the owner was trying to take it to River Cats as well and trying to raffle it off. But uh, like I said, it's, it's a, it's a, I think it's an honor. It's a, it's a privilege for us to try to advertise it and see what I can do. And it's also a test for me if I can even try to sell this vehicle. If I sure. can, great. If not, at least it's a great exposure. And, you know, at the end of the day, you meet good people like you guys and come out and 
you know, get educated on it and, you know, open a new avenue for us here. For people who don't know, we're in Sacramento and the Rivercats are a uh, farm team for the San Francisco Giants. So, I mean, this truck belongs here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it belongs yeah. here. Sacramento. The, uh, your business, since you mentioned 2005, and you have this truck, of course, which attracted our attention. And as we said, when we drive by, we see these other cars. So, 15 years. Can you give us uh, some examples of what's come across your uh, Ooh. your business and, and some unusual stories that have occurred? Yeah, uh, you know, I've I've always trying to. I have a keen eye, I think, for cars. I always try to find stuff that are unique. Um, and unique meaning, uh, for example, just the last month we had a 2011 GT500 convertible as a Shelby, and it was one of 17. Um, based on the was color that combination. Blue? No, that was a GTO. That was a, a blue. We had a blue GTO okay. with 5,000 miles. We had an uh, 05 GTO uh, with the LS2, because uh, 06 was the last year on that one. But um, we had that one um, with 5,000 miles, and actually, it um, got a gentleman from Missouri just purchased it, and this morning, through awful news, it got stolen. And he just called me up today and just crying and wanted me to find another one. And I said, you know, I'll do my best. It's, so those type of cars I've always been kind of keen for. Like um, I used to buy a lot of XLRs. We had an XLR V. Uh, we also had a CTSV. It was a 2014 we just sold with 3,000 miles, which is unbelievable, which was only like 996 made. So cars like that that are very limited production. And the reason why they were limited production is because those cars, when they were produced back in, you know, 2014 or 2014, or even 05 or not, it was a lot of times time dealt with the economy that we had, like the gas crisis. So the productions didn't go so much. They had a limited run on them. And now people are going back to those, like the Acura NSXs or, you know, some of these vehicles that had a short run live. Now they're getting in demand. So right. I and when I see like a Mercedes, it's usually an AMG. And when I right. see BMW, it's an M Sport. Right. And I, and I, because of my, and, and this goes right back to my business practice, because I'm an internet-based company, and it's funny, um, and that's a great point you make. You can bring a Honda Civic or Honda Accord, I won't be able to sell it. I can't sell a $10,000 Honda Accord for life me, but if you bring a $100,000 Porsche, and it's gone in two days. So it, those type of unique cars will stand out. And on the internet world, if you want to be on top, top page, and to be on top page, you have that that unique car. So unique cars make, model, and then obviously color, and then miles. So when you have a 2014 CTSV or an 05 GTO with 5,000 miles, or that 05, or excuse me, that 11 GT500 with I think it was like 6,000 miles, you're automatically on top listing. And being that it's rare and you know the specifics of it, you gain, you gain that buyer. So, and that buyer that calls you is, it knows their information, knows that they're serious. Now it just comes to basically price. And usually we're very competitive. We look at market trends and try to buy something correctly or sell something correctly based. We respect market extremely, extremely on, on that level. So. Are you buying online or from word of mouth? No, so yeah, most oh, of our cars actually, oh, yeah. You stole my yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's a great question. Um, so our, our buying process, is, so we have auctions. Um, auctions, you won't rarely find cars in that caliber. So most of the cars that I'll get that are rare, unique, or like that are from franchise dealers. So for example, I deal with a dealership in Modesto or a dealership in Tulare or a dealership in Chico. So some agricultural gentleman or agricultural person has a vehicle, stored it, collector, passed away or got wants to change it up, we'll trade it into that big dealership. That big dealership doesn't want to mess with it. Just doesn't so that farmer who has that G T three doesn't want it anymore. He doesn't want it anymore, <laughs> right? It's You'll funny it. it's funny because uh up in Chico, uh, which is a 
against a lot of my cars out there too. There's GT2 RSs. There's a, a Ferrari. I mean, there's a lot of night. There's a Bugatti up there. I mean, people are like, oh my god. There's a lot of money and there's a lot of ag guys, uh, especially Madero, okay. Fresno. Uh, so I try to be with some of those dealerships out there, and then I get also collectors. So I deal with a couple collectors that have. And once again, by collectors, I mean I'm not talking about like 1960s, 70s. I'm talking about pre-genre, like you know anything 2005 or newer just rare cars that haven't really gotten into their value yet but still are sought after by people and are still attainable um, when you get into the 200,000 $300,000 price ranges it's a whole different market it's a whole different game um, we just uh, spoke with a gentleman from Haggerty about the Ford Bronco and, and oh, the yeah. skyrocketing prices of yeah. the vintage and the new yeah. one and we we tried we asked him about what he thought might be cars upcoming that would be collectors cars and he mentioned a few and then about four days later they came out with their list yeah of these are the ones that you want to look for uh, you probably look at that do you, you probably look I, well, I, well so I so I do look at that but I look at different so right now based on my territory so Northern California one thing that's really hot right now are four by fours anything yeah. lifted anything off-road vehicles especially with this COVID situation I think a lot of people want to get out um, you can't really go much anywhere so you can't go to hotels or so Car car driving is not going right. to planes, or in, and then off we're going to Yosemite, going to Lake Tahoe. We're we're just so spoiled with the sixty mile radius of us that we have so many outside areas that you can go to. So we've done extremely well with um, all terrain or jeeps or trucks that are lifted that have the aggressive look. Um, that's kind of switched out. I see a lot of people going from like you said the AMGs or and going to trucks. Everyone has their sports car, but they also have their multi vehicle, their uh, sport vehicle, or their trucks are awful and I think that's one of the hottest market commodities right now so I think that's something that I didn't really predict um, but it's it's getting it's getting more in demand I, I don't know if it was your a car your father was working on or one of your cars but it shows you my taste I know there was an old Mercedes with the the fins out there for a while. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. early 60s. Yeah, it's still there. No, it's a still there. It's still it's there. A, yeah, it's my, yeah. Actually, I have a, believe it or not, I have an 89 Maserati bi-turbo oh. manual with like 14,000 <laughs> miles and then I have an MG Midget in there uh, and then I have a 07 um, Shelby Super Snake, and all have low miles, like like you know, yeah. yeah. That Mercedes, I used to drive that Mercedes for a while when I first started. And I've just been sitting there. I I haven't probably touched that in about ten years. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I almost bought one of those. I yeah. love those. Ones. But, yeah, but I have to have a mechanic that knows what he's doing. But. Yeah, and to a certain extent. But you know, those cars were still, you know, like this like this uh, Chevy Apache. The nice thing about these cars, anybody can work on them. They're not overly complicated, right? right? So the parts are still readily available. People can still work on them. And, and that's the nice thing about having these. It was like when I grew up with my dad, I used to wrench with him when I was a young kid, and it was just, it's nice. The new stuff, you know, it's it's a lot more complicated. You have to get computers. Everything's plugged into the OBD port. You have to run diagnostic systems before you can even touch anything. Uh, so it just makes it that fun of touching and rebuilding cars. Just you mentioned the, a lot of cars, but if you can pinpoint... The most rare car you've had? Ooh, oh wow, that's a good question. That's gonna be uh, so. I had a 08 GT2. Um, that was a rare car that I had. It was a GT silver metallic, which is a rare color. Um, had about nine thousand, ten thousand miles on it. And the funny thing about that car is I, I was in LA attending auctions and I struck out. I couldn't find any car, so uh, I called all my vendors, my dealers. Nobody. So I already made a trip to L.A. And I used to go to L.A. a lot because in the L.A. market, you just have a vast majority of people buying a vast majority of cars. There's just It's a car culture. Mm -hmm. Southern California sure, is a huge yeah. car culture from sure. all types, right? And majority of those people take care of their cars like their own babies. They just, they love them. They, so, and usually when they get done with a vehicle, they're just done with it. They're not really stuck on the 
vehicle to price. So they just you know give you good deals in return. When we get a good deal, we also sell it for a good deal. We don't try to maximize our profits. That's that's what kind of made me stay in business and sell my cars in a rapid pace. But going back to that story, mm-hmm. so I was with a good colleague of mine. We were down there, and I just bummed down. I said, well, we're going back to Sacramento. I said, I can't go back to Sacramento. So I went on Craigslist, and sure enough, I saw a GT2 on Craigslist, and I said, I can't believe it. So in so we called him up, went over to his house, and I made the deal. I drove it back, and uh, it was just a just a thrill. So I put it online, and sure enough, about three or four weeks later, I get a gentleman call me from the East Coast. Um, he says, uh, you have something that I want. I said, what is it? He's like, you have that DT2. And he said, I have a basically the sister car that one generation before. That was a 997. He said, I had a 996, which I didn't even know they had. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's the same exact color, same specs, and, I, and it's sitting lonely here in my... Uh, garage <laughs> overlooking uh, the ocean and I need that car in my uh, stable. I said, wow. okay. So long story short, he said he'll wire me the money on Monday's banker. And in, 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 in all respect, we get calls like that a lot of times and you're like, okay, you know, whatever. Why don't you see if he's a Giants fan? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> there right, you go. Yeah. So showed up on Monday, wired the money and we had the car transferred to him and that was it. It's, that goes to your uh, intuition somehow or your karma that you were... Yeah. You, gonna, you were going to give up, but you, you didn't know, give it, up. It, you it, took another shot, and you got what you wanted. That's great. You know, and the funny thing is, I think um, a lot of car guys who are collectors, they always say that it's not when you sell it, it's when you find it. The, the whole, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the love of this whole business is when you find the car. It, that's where you use to hunt, like you said. You know, you find it. And that's, that's what I get in an yeah. antique store. Buy yeah, yeah. something for right? fifty bucks. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not like when yeah. you sell. You sell. You made a profit, or you didn't make a profit. It's, but it's the it's the whole hunt that you find. It's the reward is when you and then you can actually drive it. You can use it, and that's what it is for us. Um, My mom and dad were antique dealers, so uh, back in the day. So when they first started to go to auctions with the paddle, you yeah. know, with a number, I, I I had no interest in what the what what are you doing buying this crap? And then I realized, of course, they were antique dealers. So they knew exactly what they were yeah. doing. You know yeah. what. It's a, it's good crap, right? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, and there's a science behind the auctions too. I mean, I love going to auctions; they're great. Um, you just got to be very careful of how the auctions are formatted. I mean, the auctioneer has a job to get the max amount of money, and your job is to get paid the less amount of money. And then, right. so it's a, it's a fine balance between two. But it's always a thrill. Um, you know, in a split second, you got to make a decision, and and when you make that decision, you're stuck with it. So <laughs> when you're it. buying, do you have to pay cash? Or? That's a good question. So uh, most dealerships, yeah, they they have different uh, avenues. So there's flooring lines, uh, which oh. which banks will basically floor the dealership lines um, it's all different levels if you buy from like for example when I first started out um, when we were buying from collectors or whatnot they would basically want cash or wired money because you know they didn't want to check or anything like sure. that so to, once you build that establishment but now with my um, rep- rapport I have with some of my dealerships we just ACH it so basically they'll send the car and the good news is uh, with my dealerships if I get a car from them they'll ship it to me if I don't like it I can send it back to them um, and they, they also want to have a rapport with me. Um, I pay good money for my cars, um, and that makes it uh, more advantageous for me because they'll give me first dibs at it. Um, I don't nitpick, stuff like that. So, um, Do you ship cars? Or is we, that do. The- we do. No, we do. Uh, yeah, we've been shipping cars. It actually made it a lot easier. When I first started out, I had a couple of brokers working for me. That you know, I had an old school. I had to call them up on the phone. They had to put on the board. Board is basically a system that truckers use. So you put them on the board, and the truckers go on the board to see, you know, if they want to bid on it or whatnot. Now it's all online. I just put the VIN number online. Within two seconds, I get a quote, and three days, the car gets picked up, gone. Wow. Everything's online. It's it's amazing. I had no idea they did that. Yeah, it's yeah, um, it's made my jobs. I, it's like I said, not saying that I probably shouldn't say this, but the COVID thing is not a good thing. But it's actually made my job a lot easier. Um, when we first started out, we would get a lot of, and I'm off the map here, but we would get a lot of people coming in, which is great. I love people coming in, but. Um, 
the, the time of test driving, going through the whole process of starting this process, mm-hmm. selling a car, financing it, um, and it's sometimes you, a customer comes in, you just can't qualify for a car. And it's heartbreaking because, you know, they, they have a dream set on a certain car. Unfortunately, because of the finances or whatnot, maybe the price or the budget, they can't, the bank won't loan them the money. Um, and they're, you know, they're left walking empty handed. Now with this COVID thing and online, the buyers that come in, are, they know. So it's easier. It's pre-qualified finance, or they're paying cash, um, and it's just an easy transaction. So now it just basically comes down to get the right car, right color, right price, and the deal's done. What would it cost, would you guess, to ship it, where's LA, 500 miles? Yeah. What, what's, what's the typical price of that Apache to go to well, LA so, to yeah, a nice so, Dodger fan? Nice Dodger, right? So yeah, <laughs> I don't know about I think it might a grapevine, it probably might get burned or <laughs> get keyed or knocked yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on a truck like this, you can go open container, meaning it's like a standard open truck. Uh-huh. Um, you're probably looking about 450 to Okay, so that's pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah that's, well, in my I, mind. Yeah, so yeah. we just sold a Lincoln Navigator L, black label, gorgeous, stunning car. It's a 2018. We sold it to Indiana. Uh, shipping was $1,500. So coast to coast, from here to, like, let's say, New York or Florida, you're probably, like, 1800 So a guy might fly out and drive that one home, maybe. So, yeah, and that's and that's a good question. So most people won't fly out. I mean, well, they'll fly out, but they won't drive it home. And I'll tell you why. Uh, in California, uh, we have the State Board of Equalization uh, for taxes. If you come to California and you buy a car from a license dealer, which I am one, and drive it off the lot, California deems that as a taxable item. Okay, forget you, it. Yeah, so right? <laughs> okay, right so, so so that right there, and our tax is 8.75. So a lot of taxes in other states don't have that high of a tax rate. So they make that assumption, okay, so you know what? It's better off to just have it transported. If they get it transported by a um, licensed carrier that gives you a bill of lading, then they will be exempt from paying tax in our state. They'll pay tax in their own state, and we don't have to collect sales tax. So. So that even be, if they come out here to look at it, they can't drive it off the lot. Wow. Yeah, okay. but 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 if they do drive it off the lot, we collect the sales tax. Then they don't have to pay sales tax in their home state, but they don't get a discount. So if they pay eight point seven five percent here, and their home state was four percent, they don't get a discount. But if it's the other way around, where it's more, they do sometimes. Have to, the state might collect the difference in sales tax. So. Wow. So uh, I think it was last year, but it could have been the year before. I, uh, Bruce didn't go with me that year. We I went to the some of the mem- I went to the memorabilia show during Monterey Auto Week, mm-hmm. and I didn't know much about it. But the, um, what really surprised me is even on smaller items there were fraud, like guys who had original uh, ha- uh, owners manuals for Ferraris, yeah. and guys were even m- making forgeries of those and selling them for a lot of money. So that transitions into your business. I'm assuming that there's some fraud, uh, odometers and other things and. Give us an example. Yeah, that, and that's, yeah. So we, we do our best to protect ourselves. I mean, um, you know, fraud goes around everywhere. I mean, you right. you can't you can't um, you know you just better protect yourself. Good thing we we have a couple of different programs. We have Carfax. We have yes. uh, Auto Check. We have Invitas. Uh, one thing about me is uh, and it, and this is for anybody out there. I want to buy a car. For example, um, you our 05 GTO had five thousand miles, or our Cadillac CTSV had three thousand miles, or GT five hundred had four thousand miles. A lot of people say, "Well, how come? The, how do we know the miles are rolled back?" Yes, there's ways to find out. Like for those three cars that we had in particular, the date code on the tires were exactly the date codes that came from the manufacturer. Gotcha. Um, one mistake I did is when I first started out, we had an 05 Corvette. I think it had like a thousand miles on it, and it was like in two thousand ten. And because of the date code of tires, I changed the tires on it. Well, mm-hmm. that was a mistake I learned because you don't do that. You leave the tires on it, you sell it, then you, when they want to buy it, you put the new set of tires. You want to show them the wear and tear on the tires 
and how the, those miles that's are reflected. That's a good, good thought. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's yeah, so yeah. that's one thing it is because a lot of people say, well, those tires are dry rotted or whatnot, and you can tell a car has three thousand miles on it or four thousand. There's there's ways to find that out. Um, but then again, you know, you just got to be careful. But there are different reports out there, agencies out there that will show you what the mileage has been, if they've been serviced, regular, if they've been taken to dealerships. And nowadays with Carfax, I mean, any small hole-in-the-wall shop reports a Carfax. So gotcha. it's very difficult to see that mileage um, occurrence. And most of the people that I buy my cars from are car guys. They, right. They're not into that. You know, yeah. when you go to car shows, you don't see the guy rolling back mileage. You're just, they're just they're into the love of having a car. So that's right. And they drive them, and that's what they do. So I think it's less prevalent on some of these cars that we have. I see a lot of um, cars mileage getting rolled back on leases. That's newer cars that people leasing cars. They go over their mileage limits and they have it rolled back. That's where I've seen it, mm-hmm. um, where it kind of jumps scale. But usually a car with that's uh, a collector car or whatnot, you don't see the mileage roll back. Gotcha. Well, Amir, we want to mention your business again. It's www.zenauto.biz. That's it. And... If you're in Sacramento, if you're in Northern California and you're a Giants fan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've got to come by Elvis Avenue. What's the address here, Amir? It is 5613 Elvis. Yeah, uh, yeah. AS. AS, not IS. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> you won't miss this, this yeah. uh, 58 Chevrolet with... Uh, it's an homage to the San Francisco Giants. What what year did they come to? They came in '58 to the to the Bay Area, I think. I, I you know what? That's a good question to ask. That's a good question to ask. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, it's it, obviously it's 50 plus years old. Yeah. And uh, boy, for a Giants fan, um, somebody's going to have lunch money. It's going to be lunch money. For yeah. Them. No, and, it is. And they're say, <laughs> I want that. We got it. It's going to be in parades. My grandkids are going to love it. And, so, and that's the beauty of buying a car like that, Caliber. You just, so many people get enjoyment out of it uh, just from one purchase. And that's that's a nice thing. Just right. the family, everybody gets fun out of it. And then it's just a good story that comes out. It's And before we end, it's 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 amazing when you're talking about car guys. Most of my customers, probably 99% of my customers, they become friends and family. And because they, they buy a car, there's a, there's a connection to it. It's not simply just to buy a car for transportation. It's a car for a relationship. And that's a nice thing. And I've seen people start with me and then finish at a different dealership with higher end cars or mm-hmm. vice versa, uh, which is nice. I mean, that's the nice thing about us dealerships. We're we're only as good as our inventory, so, um, you know, that's why when people call me sometimes, if I don't have it, somebody else does, I say, hey, that's a great buy, get it, because you, that's how we are. We're, that's how we stay in business. Amir, tell us, sorry to say, but have, I'm going to have you tell us your last name. Okay, it's uh, Amir, last name is Danishvar, uh, D-A-N-E-S-H-V-A-R, and uh, if you guys have any questions or anything, I'm always at your service. If you guys want to chat cars, I'll do my best, and uh, if you guys want to educate me, please call me and educate me on my cars, too. When the time is right, we're gonna, we'll meet you across the across the way for some yes. ribs and a yeah, couple of yes, beers. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, yes, yeah, that's, yes, okay. yes, that's a great place. He's uh, done a great job of uh, opening that place up. They're doing uh, outdoor seating, so he's he can do indoor dining, right. but they're doing outdoor and he has I think over 50 beers on tap and then the brisket's phenomenal the oh, rummy is just a great wait. yeah great and the name place. again is lefties. lefties lefties right across the street yeah yep. right across the street from us a uh, great place to look at some cars and have some beers across the street just can't drive them when you're intoxicated that's, that's, right. Right. that's right well thanks Amir thanks thank you it's been an honor and pleasure thank you guys so much for taking time at your valuable uh, schedule to come see us a little humble boat and I uh, appreciate it thank you, thank uh, you. Uh, make sure to visit the weeklydriver.com and uh, sign up for our podcast it's on all of the uh, major podcast outlets. And uh, thanks again. And, and make sure that you come by and take a look at this wonderful um, Chevrolet uh, homage to the Giants and Amir's other vehicles. Well, I appreciate well. that. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Guys. Cheers. Thank you.